0: Coming up, it's philosophy talk. Let's discuss television. We can all agree we're living in the golden age of it, but the reasons why are highly debatable. How do today's best TV shows raise questions about gender, morality, identity, and the absurd? Can TV really be a serious medium for exploring philosophical themes? What have you been watching that makes you think? If your gods are real, and if they're just, why is the world so full of injustice?
1: So you've decided to help me.
0: I don't know. There's a thousand questions. Is there a moral imperative to help you? Do I have a greater obligation to my community? Are you taking someone else's spot, someone who deserves to be here? I am not in danger, Skyler. I am the danger. A guy opens his door and gets shot, and you think that of me? No, I am the one who knocks. Join us for a deep dive into today's most philosophical television shows. It's the new golden age of television. Coming up on Philosophy. The following program is brought to you in Living Color on NBC. Welcome to Philosophy Talk, the program that questions everything. except your intelligence. I'm Josh Landy. And I'm Ken Taylor. We're coming to you from the studios of KALW San Francisco. Continuing conversations that begin at Philosopher's Corner on the Stanford campus, where Ken teaches philosophy and I direct the Philosophy and Literature Initiative. Today, we're thinking about the new golden age of television. We'll start by asking how binge-watching and on-demand viewing have changed the way we see the stories told on television, and changed those stories themselves. Then we'll dig deep into two of our current favorites, Game of Thrones and Westworld, which raise questions about identity, morality, and the absurd. We'll also find out how one show upped its philosophical game by consulting with a real-life philosopher. And we'll talk to you, our listeners, about your philosophical favorites. But first, we sent our roving philosophical reporter, Liza Veal, to explore the role of the writers in creating this new golden age. She files this report.
1: The trailer for HBO's new season of content, that means miniseries.
0: Right now is all that ever exists.
1: Comedy. Put it down, girl. Movies.
0: Very good at killing people.
1: Documentary
0: specials. Imagine if we knew the truth.
1: May honestly make you wish for a sick day at home with your laptop.
0: Clearly at this point, TV has just eclipsed the narrative complexity of film. Mm.
1: That's Jonathan Nolan, co-creator of HBO's, possibly too complex, Westworld.
0: There's just no contest. When you get 10 hours to play with characters, you can go so much deeper.
1: Nolan says he used to hear from executives all the time that material was good, but too sophisticated for the audience.
0: And you kind of think, okay, with all due respect, what makes you think you're smarter than the audience?
1: But nowadays, with so many more platforms, not all shows have to have mass appeal. Executives have learned...
0: The audience is incredibly smart. It's one of the sea changes. Even imagine that conversation given the quality and caliber of the, of the shows that are being made these days. Uh, it's kind of hard to imagine that there was a, a moment like that.
1: Executives and producers are a lot that are able to judge what their audiences like these days, thanks in part to social media. Eva Duvernay, who directed the movie Selma, among others, says the biggest gift when she came to television with her show Queen Sugar has been that audience back and forth. Like I can actually hear. They, they they're telling me what they think, line by line, scene by scene, character by character. And so we brought some of that into the writers room the second season. And you know, I'm trying to kind of one up the voice on social media. Like I want to do the things that they're not thinking about. These writers are constantly asked about their process, and it sounds like it's different for every show, and sometimes even every episode. Some rooms write almost the whole show collaboratively. Most divvy up episodes and only collaborate once they've got a draft from someone. Michael Patrick King, a writer behind Sex and the City and Will and Grace and a million others, most recently Two Broke Girls, Spoke about this on a panel along with Mindy Kaling, who has her own show and previously wrote for The Office. This is his reenactment of trying to write something as a group sitting around a table staring at the same screen.
0: The idea of a blank page with TV monitors and 10 people around a room going in, on, in, in the, in the, in the it, it's, it's Ie. I-E, I-E. I mean, to me, that is that is not writing as much as it is torture. But those group-written episodes, I mean, isn't that the thing that always ends up being sort of the best? Because you have all these weirdo little voices right, writing right. all these storylines, you put it together and it's this very pleasing patchwork. Yes, it, that's and, the reason you have our whole staff, because everybody has elements. superpowers and it's thrilling.
1: Some of these writers' room dynamics are eternal. But right now, there's a real push to shift who's in the room. Audiences have shown an appetite for stories that aren't produced by all white male teens. Tanya Sarachado with the stars show Vida, says for the first time, she doesn't feel like the cultural ambassador on a team. My entire writers room is Latinx. We have one cis male too. Um, and when they came, they all had been sort of the token in their, in other rooms. So there was a lot of PTSD and I'd be like, you're safe, you're safe now. Rachel Bloom, a writer with Crazy Ex-Girlfriend, says breaking up those boys clubs makes for more exciting television. The culture of comedy writers rooms in general are changing so not only that women can finally express themselves but men can also express themselves and they can express vulnerability and they can cry and they can say what you said hurt me right now. Um, I think that's really important for the culture of comedy and it makes us all better. That is, if more enlightened comedy is what you're into. But if it's not, don't worry. It's not that television is moving in one direction. It's moving in every direction. There's just more of it. For Philosophy Talk, I'm Liza Beale.
0: To hear the rest of this program, head over to philosophytalk.org. Thank you for listening. And thank you for thinking.